Yo, yo, what's up, y'all? Welcome back to The Houseless. My name is Peter Agostin. I'm your host. Thank you for tuning in. We got another amazing episode for you. Um, shout out to all the new subscribers. I've been seeing some people uh, coming back, and I really appreciate it. Thank you so much. Make sure you tell a friend and spread the word. You know, that's the way we're going to get this thing off the ground further. You know what I'm saying? Uh, every episode is produced by me, Peter Agostin, your host. And edited, me and my buddy CJ Stewart, we knock them out show for show. Been doing it a little over a year now, you know, it's it's, uh, it's coming along. You know, I try to knock these out once a week, sometimes I do twice a week. So we'll see how this goes. And I appreciate every one of you guys that tunes in and listens, you know what I'm saying? So with that being said, we have a, a great conversation with an iconic, amazing photographer. Um, I don't know if you would even call him a hip-hop photographer per se, because he's done a lot of work, uh, but for a period of time, uh, through the mid to later 90s, our guest, Danny Hastings, Daniel Hastings, he shot innumerable album covers and, and album campaigns, which also include like many well-known and loved 12-inch singles and, and you know posters and, and kind of iconic images attached to an overall project. So... It's kind of amazing and difficult to start, but I'll just kind of go with this. Let's start with Gangstar, one of my favorite groups of all time, obviously, Guru and Premier. So Danny shot Hard to Earn, Moment of Truth, and The Owners. So those album covers, he was the photographer. His creative input, obviously, was massive in, in, in the, the art direction and the, in the, in the uh, whole concept. Uh, Wu-Tang, 36 Chambers, that's Danny as well. Only, bu- only built for Cuban links, Raekwon and Ghost, another Danny creation, amazing. He also did Capadonna the Pillage too. Let's see, Fat Joe, Jealous One's Envy, uh, Big Pun's debut, uh, Karis One, Return of the Boom Bap, Jodeci's uh, Diary of a Mad Band. So that's just like scratching the surface, you know what I'm saying? Even going back to Gangstar, so he did Group Home's debut album. Uh, as well as Jeru's debut and Wrath of the Math. So he was a, very ingrained in that uh, group of, of artists, the Gangstar Foundation. Slim Shady album cover, the debut album. I mean, he even did a lot of stuff for Bad Boy, did the debut albums of Keith Murray, Mad Skills. Um, I could go on and on and on. I mean, it's pretty, it's pretty amazing. And so in our conversation, I try to talk about a lot of that stuff. So you get some pretty amazing um, stories from Danny, who uh, has like just an unbelievable point of reference for that period of time as a working photographer and coming from the age of print magazines, almost immediately doing, uh, you know, uncountable album covers, Uh, a very skilled photographer. And we get into some technique, we get into... um, you know, some personal stories and shit. It's dope. It's a great episode. This is also a great companion piece to my conversation with B plus the Los Angeles by way of, of Ireland, a photographer who, who is in many ways, a great contemporary of Danny's too. So go back and check out that conversation was just posted a few episodes back. If this is your first time again, don't forget to subscribe. I really appreciate it. And that's how we can keep this thing going. You know, I don't ask of any money from y'all. So 
do me a favor, subscribe, repost the link if, if uh, you like these conversations or if you know someone that might be into that that is yet to be hip and put on. Please do it for me. Thank you guys so much. So I'd be remiss not to say, uh, as you listen to this conversation or by the end of it, um, definitely go to Danny's website, dannyhastingsphotography.com. That's H-A-S-T-I-N-G-S, uh, photography.com. And you can actually buy prints there. And they're pretty incredible. I um, am the fortunate owner of a couple of them, and they're pretty amazing. And I can guarantee you, once you get on that website and you start seeing all the records and the the images he's uh, shot over the years, I mean, it, it's almost unbelievable. So everyone from, you know, Jay-Z, Tribe, Nas, um, Fat Joe, Big Pun, De La, Ice Cube, Biz, uh, The Alcoholics, Tony Touch. It goes on and on and on. It's it's pretty dope. So do yourself a favor. Check out his website. And without further ado, let's just get right into this thing because um, it's a great conversation. Classic one. And I was really privileged to have the time with Danny. So thank you. Shouts to Danny. Good looking out, y'all. Enjoy. Peace. These are like records that I've always loved and owned. And, I, and they're from that sort of Source Magazine, mid early mid-90s era of hip-hop. Mm-hmm. So one is Main One's, the sole debut, I think his only album, Main One, I think, Birth of a Ghetto Child. You remember? Wow, the select Jesus. Records, right? Wow, you went so, to Main One. <laughs> yeah, now I, that's probably somewhere in the middle of your work during that period of time. I mean, um, but, you know, and I, it's a great record for what for that period and on Actually, select I records. Think, I think Main One was, was at the beginning. Yeah. So this yeah, is like probably 94. 94, yeah, right. 94, because I mean, I really started in 93. Oh, okay. 93, 92, I think 92 towards the end was uh, my first sort of professional gig, but 93 was really when when, when it kind of like things started right. taking off. In 94, I shot the Wu-Tang, right? Yeah. So, so that um, must have broke things wide open. Then, well, right? when from 1994 to 1995, I shot 35 album covers wow. in one year. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I tallied them up. It, it was like every two weeks right. I was shooting an album cover. And to the point that, that I thought it was normal. <laughs> <laughs> That's good work. That's a you good You know what I mean? Though. Like, yeah, I, I really honestly... Peter, I thought it was like, yeah, I started shooting album covers, and that's what I do. And I was shooting one every two weeks, and I was going to a meeting and shoot the next one. And it was like, as soon as, like, the Wu-Tang hit, man, it was like everybody wanted me to shoot that album. Right. So how did that one come about? How did they find you? Was it a Loud Records thing? No. Actually, Loud Records didn't even exist when I shot. This was just RCA, It was RCA, Yeah. yeah. Loud Records, I mean... It was probably just still in the in the developing stages from Steve Rifkin's apartment, I guess. Right. You know what I mean? Right. And and uh, in LA, um, there was not a New York office yet. Oh, interesting. Uh, uh, yeah. So I, I literally worked directly with RCA and, and BMG, uh, and I already landed two album covers from for them prior to that, which was. The Rumpeltilskins and KRS One Return of the Boom Battle. Right, nice. Right? Yeah. yeah, I mean, well, that so, KRS One is is just as iconic for that era. It, it, yeah, so that kind of um, solidified my credibility right away with right. Return of the Boom Bap. and I think even you know Premier 
produced the whole record, right, if, right. if I'm not mistaken, yeah. the entire, maybe close to the entire record. Right. And um, I think that got also that visual already was with him, yeah. you know, kind of like pre pre gangstar, <laughs> uh, you know. Yeah, that's were, very interesting. Yeah, to say that too, because you can kind of see some, uh, you know, a sort of lineage between, you know, maybe visually, aesthetically. Yeah, 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 yeah totally. And um, and um, so going back, uh, I was already kind of in pocket with with uh, the art director at RCA because she loved my work. Her name was, was Jackie her? Murphy. Okay. Her name is Jackie Murphy. She became like the creative director and. Um, you know, and senior art director of a lot of labels, including right. Jive Records and and so on. And uh, you know, she uh, she called me. She's like, "Hey, um, Dan, I got a, I got a, this re- this great group that I think you would love. Uh, it's it's called the Wu Tang." And I already had a Wu Tang cassette. I already oh, had like that black and white, yeah, protect your neck and Method Man on the other side. It was yeah. like this little white label. Um, you know, cassette tape, and I was like, "Oh shit, hell yeah, man! I love those guys." <laughs> Coincidentally, I was in I was in Atlanta, okay. uh, at Jack the Rapper. Yes. So uh, I was like, I kind of learned quickly that you know I need to network, I need to meet people, right. and and I had like this this uh, few uh, hip hop like pretty much uh, iconic groups in my in my portfolio already. I had Karis One. I had the Rumpelstiltskin skins, and I had uh, uh, House of Pain, which was my very first gig. For which uh, this is for House uh, of Pain a record was cover? no House of Pain was my first job I ever got through the source. Oh, so a magazine, a magazine like a profile. Yeah, it was right? like yeah, exactly. That's exactly what it was. And uh, but the pictures were beautiful. And and um, as soon as start, I started picking up some clientele, I started sharing that with everybody. Right. And boom, um, I'm a Jack the Rapper. Jackie Murphy calls my my landline and leaves a message. Of course, I had to check because there was no cell phone. Right, right. I had to call back. I was like, "Oh, I got a message." You know? <laughs> uh-huh. And um, and uh, she says, "You're shooting. We want to hire you for the Wu Tang Clan." I called it right, right away. I said, "Hey, as a matter of fact, those guys are here. Oh shit! They're at Jack the Rapper. They're performing the new music seminar." They're like, "Oh, great, Dan. Why don't you go on and meet with them?" And I was <laughs> like, "All right, cool. Bam, I go." And uh, as we're waiting for the show. These two, these two rappers are performing some new music or whatever, and in the middle of their set, a guy in a mask and a hoodie, uh-huh. like basically, steps into the stage and then just crosses his arm and stuff and starts looking at them and, you know, make the rappers really uncomfortable. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like some dude in a stocking mask. Uh-huh. Comes in, and all of a sudden another guy from the right comes in, and uh, they start just grilling at them, and all of a sudden, man, eight of them. Just sworn to stage with a fucking stocking mask. Do you mess. remember who was performing? I can't remember who so was performing. So they just mobbed the stage. They like mobbed the stage and they kicked those dudes out. Wow. And they fucking went to the DJ. They kicked the DJ out. Like they, they just didn't have a choice. Wow. Those guys. They were, yeah. You know, they got bum rushed. And all of a sudden they. Man, that shit went bananas. Wow. The funny part about this whole thing, you guys can uh, Google it. I've been talking about this sure. this, uh, this story for the last 20 years. And uh, Remescla did an interview on me, and they found the video on YouTube. No way, really? Yeah, man. So oh, if you shit. see, if you go into YouTube and you Google um, Wu-Tang Clan, Jack the Rapper, 1993 performance, 
and I'm in the background. Like, <laughs> really? Yeah, man, I'm wow. in the back. I'm like, oh my God, that's me. And I haven't seen myself. I never saw that tape ever. Right. And I've uh, been talking about it for 20 years and noticing this proof. There's like this video wow, right there. I'm like, I look like a kid. I'm in the back. Like, so. Um, I mean, how you must have been, what, in your early I was 20s, like 23. late teens? I was wow. 23, yeah, man. Um, yeah, I was 23. Um, That's exciting. Yeah, man. Because uh, I'm, a, I was already sort of, I, I, I got a taste of, of, of releasing an album. I was published already, man. You know yeah. what I mean? So it yeah. was like, yeah. So it was like, I, I'm in it, and um, fast forwarding to the record, to the record shoot, the record cover, um, the RZA, the RZA was upset because um, Method Man was in there, uh, You Got was in there, Master Killer was in there. Okay. So it was three guys that were missing, and and um, it's kind of like know, traditional Wu Tang fashion. I mean, it's tough to wrangle all. It's those tough. Guys it was together. tough, but you know, they they had like you know some 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 something was going on, but with with signing contracts and all this stuff, I whatever. See. You know what I mean? Right. And um, and he was like, "Yeah, we're not doing this, bro. Like, this is it." I was like, "Nah, man, you can't cancel this." And you know, oh, he tried to just cancel he, the shoot. Yeah, yeah. It was in the day of the shoot, and he was like, "We're not doing it." It's like, "Oh, my boys are not here. We can't fucking do this without them." I was like, look, man, why don't we do this? Why don't we do what you did in the Atlanta show, right? You guys had that fucking stocking mask. Right. You got the hoodies. He's like, you guys bum rushed that shit like it was the Wu-Tang. If I was in in that place at that time in Atlanta right. watching that show, right. I wouldn't have come up with the idea, man. Yeah. I wouldn't have come up with the idea. It, it wouldn't have happened, you know? So by, by me being there at the right time, it was <laughs> right. like, it was almost like... You know, a design, a divine design, sort of like, yeah. right? Yeah, you I know, would have never had that. I would have never. Head. No, right. I would have never had that. And right. and if you see, if you see now, Google that show. Right. You're gonna be like, holy shit! It looks exactly <laughs> like that. You yeah. know what I mean? Wow. So, yeah. So I mean, how did he um, register with that concept? He was like, no, he was cool. He was. I mean, he was in the stage with that shit. Yeah. You know, he was like, you mean. You mean not show our faces like that? I was like, yeah, I mean, it's the boot. He was like, yeah, let's do it. It's like, you know, so he gave the okay. We went to CBS or Dwayne Reed. I don't think CBS existed then. We went to the very got stocking, you know, stockings. They probably right. did it with that, that, that logo. is a sticker. Yeah. Put the sticker on. And uh, and then I got into my photography, man. I started doing my own, my little tricks, tricks of the trade. Yeah. So I've always wondered this, too, specifically with this cover. I'm sure you've yeah. explained this before, too, yeah. with... The way that those are these candles on the ground. Yeah, these are candles on the ground. So how did you prop those up? Without the, are they just stood up on their own? Or no, no, yeah, we put them. They, they were on candlesticks. There was okay, like little. See. You see, the, these are oh, candlesticks yeah, yeah. and these are candles. But I used to do a lot of like shutter speed. Right. Sort so of you tricks. open the aperture. Right? Yeah. Well, the shutter speed. Right. The yes, shutter speed difference. is is uh, it's what what lets the time uh, the time that you're gonna let the film expose. Right. Right. right, right. So. It, it, you know, usually at one sixtieth of a second, and then you know it's like real quick, right? Yeah. But you can just slow down the shutter speed, and I will slow it down to like a half a second. Okay. You know, so now think about a second holding the camera while it's open, and then you kind of like move it a little bit, and then whatever is illuminated, or whatever has some sort of illumination, mm -hmm. or uh, you know, uh, it's gonna. It's gonna, it's gonna travel. Was this handheld? Yeah, this was handheld. Wow, yeah. that's but so there's dope. a combination. Like for example, the light on the group. Yeah, it's a, it's a strobe, so it's a flash. Oh, is it? Yeah. So it's a, so this is a flash. This is you know illuminance from yeah. a candle, 
and in the back I had a tungsten light pointing to the to 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 that. That's where you get this yellowish, right. you know, this yellowish uh, tones. And then I I um I cross processed it, so nice. you get this this hard contrast sort of feel. Wow, and this boom, doesn't look have, yeah, it's, well. It's beautiful. I mean, and what an iconic image too. I never thought of this as being a cross process. Yeah, that's photo. A cross process. Yeah, because you kind of. You kind of like murdered that concept yeah. I mean, no, in, in such a great way. I, yeah. I I love that that style, and it can be freaked in so many different ways with the yeah with whatever, whatever colors you choose to use in the actual photo too. I guess in, well, in the film, right? Or yeah, I, I was a, a, a lab technician for two years. Oh, for, cool! Like I was a photo, like a real photo lab technician. Like I here printed, in New York, right? here in New York. Yeah, I had a job uh, as a, a color, custom color printer. In Spectra Labs, which was one of the biggest labs in New York City, right. and dude, I printed everyone's pictures, mm-hmm. man. Like I printed everyone from Anna Leibovitz to you really? know, to, yeah, I mean, oh, like wow. to Michael Levine to to you know, just everyone's pictures that came through. I was printing them. That's you incredible. know what I mean. Would you so, interact with some of those photographers? Too? Uh, not really. I was like in the lower level of of printing in terms of black and white. Yeah. For my first year and a half. Uh-huh. And right before I think I would have graduated to like an official printer, like, you know, uh, I guess like gold medalist printer, I left, you know, I had a a photographer career. But you have all that context from that period of time. Yeah, I mean, I I had that that sort of knowledge of cross-processing film for other photographers. Yeah. You know, and I had, but I was in the lab. Right. See, I was in like ordering my film, be like cross process. I will be in the lab, like okay. So if you if you leave it a minute longer, right. You know, it will just completely be you know really saturated. If you pull it out, yeah. You know, out of the bath, you know, at this time. So I I, I was a technician, man. Like I really yeah. understood how chemicals will will react with film, mm-hmm. and I was doing uh, cross processes enough just from um, reversal film to negatives, but also from negatives to reversal film. Which was oh. like another sort of thing, and um, interesting. I don't know much about that process. So, <clears throat> so basically, if you have a negative film yeah. now, yeah. you can make it into a positive, right, 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 by by putting it through the positive chemicals, and it would be like this little muddy. The best example I can find, it's like it would look like I don't know if you remember that first Jodeci cover that I didn't shoot. It was right. like. It was like it's like a bluish sort mm-hmm. of, and I don't know if the photographer shot it that way. Yeah. But I, I'm just explaining you how it will come out. It will, it will be like this magenta, magenta bluish thing that it was just so beautiful. Yeah, yeah. But not it was very difficult to achieve. So yeah. I don't think a lot of people sort of went that way. Did you experiment with that with actual covers? Uh, yeah, I did experiment, but I don't think none of them actually did it. I have to right, sort of right. like find out. Right. But I have a bunch of negatives that were like that, oh, that that never made it. But the thing was that it it was easier for you to print your prints from a negative. Yeah, it was not that easy to print prints from a positive uh, slide or yeah. you know it was not that easy. You had to make an internegative mm-hmm. and then print Dope. a print. So yeah. I love that. You know, thing, yeah, though. yeah. Yeah, it's like it's not dissimilar from how, at least speaking of hip hop, like how producers were things are at such a state of analog outboard equipment too. how 
you know, editing with razors. It's like you're doing that with film too, and yeah, you know, and just like samplers and sampling records. And people used to cut the tape physically. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean, like. Yeah. Cut and paste before uh, before computers was actually cut, glue and paste. You know <laughs> right, what I mean right, in right. all in all forms, even in film. Right. You know when you will edit 16 millimeter film, you will actually cut and paste. Yeah. You know with glue and stuff like that, and right. so and so with 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 audio, as well. And um, yeah, yeah. I went to film school a long time ago. I remember just. Primarily working with like uh, Super 8 film and 16 millimeter and cutting using an optical printer and those kind of now somewhat archaic, uh, you know, devices. Yeah. But when you were talking about that, it reminded me because I remember when when you did when we had the barbecue uh, at Brandon's place, um, you were telling me and I never knew this, but some people know that you did. You know, both the actually, I think you did all of the first three J. Ruby the Damager albums, right? Yeah. But most importantly, well, I mean, that debut is a super iconic cover as well. Yeah, absolutely. World Trade Center. Yeah. yeah. But did you do the music video for You Can't Stop the Problem? Yeah, I did, man. Yeah. So, what, so <laughs> when that comes talking about like kind of like analog style animation, oh, too, man. what you just mentioned it in passing when we were hanging out, but so what exactly was the story with that? Because at the time, this is like early '90s. Um, it was a pretty like unique. Music yeah, video. man, we we got to um, we got to number one Yo MTV Raps like this the week before MTV Raps like closed. Oh shit! Yeah, it was like pretty. It was like bittersweet. Wow. It was like, oh my god, we're number one. <laughs> Sorry, the show is ending. It was like, wow. like it was like the the. I remember, bro. It was like the week before, or like two weeks later, the show got canceled, and and um, and I just, I, I, you know, the process was like, dude. The process was like. It took forever, man, because uh, my partner at the time, Christian Cortez, who also, by the way, he's one of the 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 uh, graffiti artists that had his paintings at the Five Points that was demolished. Yeah. And he was part of that recent battle at court. Wow. Yeah, and um, he he was with me doing all. He you know basically drew everything, and what the process was. It was like a like a huge pop up book, right? right? Okay. So it was like yep. cardboard cutouts. Right. It was not conventional animation like cell animation. We decided to actually draw everything on paper, cut them, and peg them vertically, so we can actually illuminate backgrounds. Oh, dope! Interesting. So like buildings were actually, you know, cardboard cutouts and paintings, and then we'll have like actual, you know, a a set with yeah. like cardboard you know pegs and and the animator will come and remove the character and put it back in place so it was all vertical and then you can light buildings and you could put like you know a fire behind it through screen and we shot everything on 35 millimeter wow that's amazing yeah man was it stop motion though it was stop motion yeah Yeah, it was stop motion it was uh uh we we went uh, through this uh company called atlantic uh motion pictures that they uh they we rented the 35 millimeter and dude from there i was gonna go into into music videos um you know but it didn't happen for me because i was so busy shooting album covers right. man. like it, it was like like 1994 i shot 35 album covers i really didn't like 
for me, album covers were so, um, you know, in retrospective, I kind of, I'm kind of glad I didn't, I didn't go the video way because right, right. I have this physical stuff, man. You know, like yeah. this is, you know, I, I do gallery shows and, I, yeah. and, and, and it's like really beautiful work that I capture. And, um, but I will, I will do a music video here and there just to kind of like test my waters and then go back over there and in and, and, and album covers. But yeah, that album cover was uh, that video, the music video, um, You Can't Stop the Prophet was so beautiful, man. Oh, yeah. It was like nothing else that yeah. was out at that moment. I, I recently just found the 35 millimeter film from that. Oh, wow. So we're, we're talking about. Uh, redigitizing it into HD because it doesn't exist in HD. Now right. imagine when we do that HD shit. Oh, that's gonna be insane. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, just even going through. Uh, I wanna, I wanna pull some records, but I mean, yeah, I, man. just even looking here on Discogs, really, which is a pretty, pretty <laughs> amazing. Just for let's say even for 1996. I mean. Yeah. This kind of and that that's not even really the by that time you're like up and running big time. Right? Oh man, you know, 1996. Like, that's it. If you couldn't afford me, and I wasn't shooting. <laughs> right, so by that time things were kind of popping. Oh up, man, right? shit, bro. 1996 is like I just couldn't believe the amount of money I was making back then. You know, and just taking pictures. It's definitely a different era. Right? Oh man, it's definitely a different era. You know. What was uh, Cartel? That was like your group. Cartel group was Cartel was my first. Uh, company okay and what I wanted to do like I I basically tried to um, not try I did it I did a uh, instead of just being myself as a, a photographer yeah I wanted to provide record companies with you know an art direction you know oh, interesting yeah an art right. direction company because I felt like once I shot it some of the art directors that the the record companies were were hiring really didn't do justice to to the graphics, right? You right. know what I mean. And not to, I don't want to start getting into particulars. No, but, but that's the thing too. Is like uh, during that era too. It's like art directors and photographers. I mean, there had to have been you had to really be on the same page, right? Yeah. I mean, like so, it was um, it was a, a time where like a lot of the art directors really didn't understand this music. Interesting. You yeah. know, because they were just hired by the record label. Yeah, exactly. Because they were, you know, they're, you, you know, you're coming from rock, you're coming from like pop, and then all of a sudden, right. you know, this hardcore hip hop comes to you. So what right. I was like, you know what? If you're giving me this amount for photography, why don't you give me an extra and we'll design and I get you the graffiti guys, I get you like all the, you so, know, designers, and I was hiring people that. That were artistic, that understood that, that would, you know, wow. and, and that's what Cartel did, man. Cartel not only not only I shot album covers, but I art directed. Amazing. Also, like uh, like Building for Cuban Links, like yes, so that yeah. was part of that, right? Yeah, Building for Cuban Links was, and and then I I don't have um, you know, a lot of them in in my head, but right, a lot of them. I know. There's yeah. another obscure one that was of that era that you did. That I was kind of surprised. This remember Black Czar? I mean, that was such a. I mean, that was just like you know, uh, you know, no one probably remembers this artist that well. Yeah. But I do remember this. See, this is a record I got in the stacks, and I just couldn't find it to save my life because I never thought any time I would ever have a reason to talk about this record yeah. whatsoever because I didn't know that was you, man. Like, this cover that right photo, here that was so dope. She was so dope, man. Um, so this you kind of you guys did this whole project in a way I mean uh, did yeah. you shoot this yeah I shot that I, I don't think 
Did we do? Did, I, I know that Chris did the logo. Yeah, it's a great Chris logo. Cortez. I, mean, I don't remember the music logo. to save my life. Yeah, but I, mean, but I remember the photo shoot, man. When we went to Philly, it was yeah. it was Philly, and it was like, man, she was just gangster, man. That she really? was gully, man. I saw so many guns. We saw like a young ten year old kid, like fucking doing creep signs and holding a gun, shit. You know what wow. I mean? Like it was, it it was it was crazy. It was real gangster. And the cover, at least this is the single. I think. I mean, that kind of you. It's you know. It has that sort of feel. Yeah, so, like all those outtakes right here. Yeah. Oh my god, those pictures are so amazing. Wow. Yeah. 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 I mean, that's a lesser known one of that era. I mean, obviously the you know the you know, uh, Cuban links, of course, oh. is like such a another incredible one, yeah. and and, and it's such an amazing companion to Thirty Six Chambers too. If you if you kind of look at them side by side, they have a they have a pretty like dope kind of. Uh, semblance and, you know, and like, I gotta be honest with you I don't think and, and you know I might get criticized for this but I, I don't think RZA did a good job in trying to keep that same feel and look after those two projects yeah. yeah after those two no disrespect I don't wanna get into any no, no, beef no. with anybody but you know I had the problem was that they became so popular and then they they were surrounded by so many dudes and right. so many like after that it was like chop 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 right. I didn't have access to them anymore Right. you know what I mean so it was like it was like what I wanted to do with them was sort of like what Pink Floyd did with their records. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like at no point I wanted to just have them showing their faces because that's what they wanted. Yeah. You know what I mean? I wanted to go to do more of like how their music was. Right. You know what I mean? Um, but they were difficult. You know, it was it was like, I could, I could you imagine. know, they were very difficult. It was like. It was like eight dudes all pulling different, different directions, all basically... Um, at one point, they couldn't even fucking agree to one thing. You sure. know what I mean? And I, I, you know, and the reason would be like, "Hey, man, it's got to be unanimous decision." You know what right. I mean? Like, so that so, doesn't really help. Either. Yeah, exactly. Right. So it, it had to be like one dude to be like, "Nah, this is what we're doing. Y'all show up, and that's it." But you know, it was like, I mean, it was the '90s, man. You know, like right. dudes were like coming up and just be like, "No, fuck that. I'm the man. You got, I got, you know, I got to right. do with me." And and um, after that, that's where you see like all the other covers. I mean, I mean, essentially with the iron flag but you know I had that idea to, to right. do but that, that was kind of like a dope idea um, so you did I mean you did all of the singles and everything that come that was around the uh, Cuban Links album yeah right? when like they the hired inches. me for when they hired me for an album it would be like for the album package and, and project Right, so because oh, there was the twelve-inch covers for uh, enter the, for thirty-six chambers, you had done those too, I think, if I'm not yeah. mistaken, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it, it was in one day, in one shoot, we'll just shoot like, dude, it was like I would be shooting like from ten o'clock in the morning to like ten at night, right? It'd be right. Like twelve-hour days, and right. and I will just give the record label. That's why they they like me because I will give them the entire project. Like right. you will get right. posters, yeah. you know, side, you know verticals for, for, for everything, like, you know, square, you know, formats, like all kinds of, like, I, they will get so much. How many roles do you think you shot on? Oh, those, man, on I Cuban think, links? man, I, I shot, I know I shot, like, at least 40 to 50 roles per, oh. yeah, man, yeah, like, and, and, like, at some, I mean, each shoot would probably did like, maybe, like, a thousand images, you yeah. know, at least, sure. you know, the guy, 50, you know, just on 50 projects, I got like 50,000 negatives. Right, that's incredible. Yeah, it's crazy. 
Do you remember this particular shoot? Like the that shoot day? was fucking crazy, man. So that shoot, that shoot, <laughs> this shoot. Um, I, I'm one of the only photographers that got the entire Wu Tang together for one shot. Right. Oh yes, because the, now they don't. I because this this, this one, is right? the promo. This was yeah. like the radio promo version. So on the CD, you get on the, the whole kind of open the whole, gate folder. Yeah, you where see it was like that big, the table, right? Yeah, and um, ball was out. It was good, man. I think you know this was like the enter the Wu Tang. They they were they were broke, right? Everybody right. was struggling. It was like you know you can kind of tell with the gear, the too. real deal, exactly. You look at the gear, and then with this one, niggas was millionaires already. You know what I mean? Like that, they they already have money. Yeah. Like that already. This already went platinum. This was like shipping out gold. You know what I mean? Amazing. So they were already they have money. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. And then this was already like what like. Two or three years yeah. apart. Like, yeah, this is... Yeah, I think this was 96. What was this? Yeah, I think I so. Um, yeah, Cuban Links was uh, was 96. So they 95. Were, 95. Sorry. So, yeah, 95. it was like this. This was like 93, 94, and this was like 95. Yeah. So they already have money, you know what I mean? And and, and you can tell the difference in the dynamics. Right. Um, they were all sort of like heading their own little entrepreneurial sort of like feels you had like Raekwon and, and, and Ghost and then you had like the Jizza and then you sure. had the Rizza and then you had like all these all dirty was his own sort of dynamics with Electra. Yeah. And um and everything everything was cool until all dirty showed up. Okay. Yeah you man threw the balance off a little bit. Oh man, what he fucking threw a bottle of wine right in the middle of the set and told <laughs> everyone to fuck themselves. Damn he was like, Y'all pussies you ain't the Wu-Tang, I'm the Wu-Tang, fuck you. He was, like, really drunk yeah, and high. one. Yeah, and, and um, you know, I was watching I was watching them, and, you know, they, they, they will be, like, kind of, like, ignoring him. Right. You know what I mean? Because he was, like, 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 you don't fight somebody like that. You just be like, oh, God, here we go again, right? Yeah, he right. was just, like, going off. Like, he told them, oh, my God. He was, like, just telling them off. Because he was mad because... Um, he did the uh, the the Brooklyn Zoo video and nobody showed up. Wow! So if you see the Brooklyn Zoo right, video, right. none of the none of the Wu Tang yeah. Zoo's was inside that video. Right. So he was like, "Y'all didn't show up to my shit. I come here to your shit. Fuck all y'all." He was like, throughout the entire shoot, he just wow, he's pissed. Was like that, yeah. So he kind of like threw a little off energy because we were all waiting for him right you know like right. ah we can't shoot until old dirty beat and he gets here yeah. that he goes he, he comes in here he just he gets mad he fucking threw a bottle of wine on the floor you know with the i was like and that's it. like that puts your crew in a bad place because they got to deal with all that well right? it wasn't it like they it even got tense after that because after that um you know you know after the shoot the shoot finishes everybody goes home right. or whatever ODB comes back by himself. Oh shit, really? And maybe it's one or one other guy or something. He was pissed because he said that somebody stole his leather hat. Okay. And um and I you know, I was trying to, you know, for, you know, talk to him and be like, "Yo, I mean, you know, nobody really will steal nothing like that from you." Da da da. He was like, right. "Nah, fucker." And he was getting a little bit like unmanageable. Now, 
I also had my own Wu Tang because <laughs> I never really was like by myself. You know what right. I mean? Like I had like my dudes and and mostly Latino dudes, and you know, like he was saying like one of y'all Power Rules took my shit. He, really? And then Power Rule, you know, Power Rule is it was a Puerto Rican crew. Yeah. And then since we were mostly Latinos and Puerto Rican, he, he said like one of y'all Power Rules took my shit. I can't. You know? Yeah, I man. He was mad. He was mad. Yeah. And on on our side, we have one guy, and you know, I always been the type of brother that will look at, look out for brothers. Like, you know, one of our boys mm-hmm. boys just came out of jail. Okay, you know what I'm saying? And and uh, this dude, like, you know, he went to jail from some serious shit. And when he heard that power rule shit, man, he went straight to ODB. Like, he just fucking like, and then he like. This dude was like diesel, big neck, big like jail dude. He just right. went over there, and I was like, oh my god, what the fuck right. is going to go right. down? And then he just got real close to him, and he was like, and then and then you could tell like ODB was like, all right, all right, y'all see y'all night. He left, and and then Tito, his name was Tito. He came back. He's like, don't worry, D, I handle that shit. Let's keep packing. Wow. And I was like. But it was like the nineties. You yeah, know what I'm saying? He was like you, you had to like you you couldn't, you know, just like she was gonna go down, she was right. gonna go down. Right, you know what right, I mean? Right. So it was it was that type and, and then you know, fortunately whatever was said in between them two it was it was handled like that and whatever and you know oh, wow, man. it was yeah, but for <laughs> a hat. <laughs> I know, right? But I mean that is it's you know, when you look at your catalog of the artists you work with, too, it's like, wasn't a lot of soft dudes, you know what I'm saying? Like, it was like, kind of Dude, like the hard rock back then. No, man. not at all. <laughs> I, mean, I, mean, like, I mean, you were smack, bro. Did you, did you do this? Yeah, I did that. I mean, I mean you know, yeah. no one's fucking with Fat Joe, too. And no especially one's... this record was his, almost like his... Uh, Cuban links yeah, in a way. It's the absolutely. second album. I'm talking about Jealous Ones Envy. So I'm looking at the yeah. record cover. Classic. Uh, it was just like a cockfight. Yeah, it was know? like a cockfight. Latino right. shit happening. You know what so I mean? Like, where did you set this up? Is it in the studio or? Is yeah, it- this was in. Uh, you remember that building that got burned down? That um, I think uh, J Master uh, J Master J from from like uh, from. I think when he died, yeah, it was a recording he, studio. He was a it was a recording studio, but yeah. it was like in, it was like in in Queens, right? Yeah, and it was like this, this um, it was like this like rehearsal studio. Gotcha, yeah. Right, we had a we we had one of my boys had a band, and we had a recording studio there. Oh, interesting. And, that's uh, where it was shot. And that's where it was shot. Yeah. Um, and and then I think that place burned down or something like that. Yeah, I'm not yeah. I'm not totally sure. Yeah. But I know the location exactly that you're talking yeah. about. And that was like a that was like, yo man, it's just bands will go over there, rappers will go over there and you know and we just like do stuff but like Joe was like Joe was like I remember being in the in in the in the meeting and we were talking about filming this or shooting this in Miami or something like uh-huh. that. And um, I can't remember what happened, but Joe was in a Joe was in like in a meeting with with Relativity Records mm-hmm. and the art director Dave Bed, myself, and my team of creatives, and we we're talking. And some some happened where they were like, "Oh, you know, we can't really, we don't have the budget for some stylist or something like that." And you know, because Joe was Joe was uh, like he's, he was not like a showroom size, so we had to like custom fit sure. you know thing and yeah, and it you. was like 
you know, it was like not cheap stuff. You know what I mean? Like he was like, like you know, you know, three thousand dollars worth of outfit yeah. in one yeah. outfit. Right. Yo, and he smacked the table like. Bam! He was like, I don't care where the fuck you get this fucking money from. Relativity, you're going to fucking get it. I need some more money. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yo, we were just like, whoop. <laughs> she was looking at the at the art director. I think they fed. He was like, okay, I'm just going to make a note here. <laughs> we'll, we'll talk about it. You know what I mean? Wow. And before you know it, like we're getting budgets from... From all kinds of ways, like yeah. you know, well, happening for Joe because he right. smacked the table and the fucking phone, the phones were flying, and you know what I mean. It's just like, yeah, yeah, Joe. And I mean, Joe you know, was Joe, man. Yeah, I have another story. One time, one yeah, time what, we were we were chilling with with Fat Joe, and uh, it was it was at, at Miami, and I was with my whole crew, Willie Esco, Richard Bravo, and and we were just. I think it was uh, we were in some conference. And we're with Joe outside, and you know, like when when you see Joe, he's like, "Hey, you know our boy," you know right, what I'm saying? Right. My love, and some shit happened where where like they weren't really trying to let us in the club, oh, really? right? And okay. Joe was like, "What?" Joe was like, "Fuck!" Like you know how the bouncers are like really big, but Joe is bigger, you uh -huh. know? <laughs> yo, yo, Fat Joe was like, "Fuck this shit, yo!" He pushed. The two bouncers out the fucking way. <laughs> okay. Like I've never seen anyone pushing bouncers. It's right. always obvious. Like and he, he, yo, those dudes flew. Oh shit. Yeah, like them dudes flew. Like fucking open the door. He kicks the door open and it's like, yo, everybody come in, man. And we oh, go shit. in the club. Wow. Yeah. Wow, man. Yeah, like, yo, yeah, and Joe was yeah, gangster. Yes. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the thing... And he was, like, super nice, too. Like, he... he, he like, seemed like a, he has, like, two like sides. In a, yeah, you know? like, your two sides, like, and everybody's drinking, and, you know, he was like, yo, what you're drinking? Joe's like, nah, I'm not gonna drink. I have, like, give me, like, a fussy navel or something like that. Like, he wouldn't... <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Everybody yeah. would get drunk, and he would drink, like, a, you yeah. know, like, like, a soda or something like right. that. Yeah. Um, I mean, you look at this image, too, and I, and I can say this for so many of the covers that you did, especially for... Guys or, you know, anyone really, uh, guys and gals growing up in the 90s that, like, bought these tapes and CDs, really, that, like, you know, maybe didn't live in New York or they lived, like, kind of small towns and stuff or whatever. And there wasn't a, they didn't have an opportunity to see these people perform or go to shows. Like, this, like, these images, these cover images is really, besides if, you know, they're really into watching music videos... This is like what they had to go off of yeah. to yeah, to use their imagination and basically stare at the album cover while they're watching it, mm -hmm. as well as like read the liner notes and read the production credits. I mean, it's records like this where people like really like started learning more about like I mean many other ones, but about digging in the crates and all the producers affiliated with them. But do, does that register with you, especially like I look mean, at like Cuban links and like come on and this and we haven't even gotten to the gangstar shit. So, yeah, <laughs> where it's like. It's like a great novel where there's no pictures in the book. Um, you know, it's just your imagination. All you have is the front cover to stare at, or maybe the you know, the, if, if you're lucky, the inside. You know. But see, that's that's what I came to set out to do. Like right. I, I came from from you know a rock and roll era. I came okay. from you know my adolescent years there was no hip hop there was right. there was like Pink Floyd and there was like Rolling Stones and there was you know Rush and there was like The Police yeah and 
and you know I'm talking about from 1981 to 1986 right. you know I collected maybe about 200 records yeah and all those records were rock and you, you know, grew up here in New York no yeah. I grew up in Panama Nice. I grew up okay. in Panama until I was like 16. Then I came to New York. Okay, interesting. You know what I'm saying? Right. So from 11 to 16, I was rock and roll Danny. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, <laughs> I know everything from like Rush, uh, every single album, every song to The Cure, bro. Right. You know what I mean? Like, like, I Rush, was, Rush was up there for you? Rush yeah. was up there for me because I, I wanted to be a guitarist, nice. you know? Like, um, and, and Rush and like Van Halen and... The police, and then when you get a, a rock and roll record, yeah, that's what you used to do. Exactly, yeah. You know what I mean? Right. Like Pink Floyd, you will see like a pig flying in a factory, and the Pink Floyd, the wall, you see like this German-looking vagina with legs walking <laughs> through right. shit. You know what I mean? Right. And and then you will like you will just listen to the music, and the music like. I, I didn't have anything else to do other than to play my guitar with the headphones, you know what I mean, in my house and just staring at the records. Right, right, right. And then I would read the entire record. So I would read the liner notes and I would oh, read yeah. everything. So by the time I came to the States, I had a vast knowledge on album artwork. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? I just had as like, a fan, right? As a fan, I had 200 records, man. I just actually put post something up today about my uh, that I I tested out uh, the Beatles album cover the black and white one yeah like I tested out on myself I, it was uh, I think the Beatles or hear the Beatles yes yeah. hear, so hear the, the classic Beatles. black and white yeah, black and white one yeah. yeah and and as it as it I was 20 years old and I was like oh I wonder how they did that and I started doing it myself right you know and I posted that today so and you like you kind of recreated that picture right Where, yeah but it was a self you shot yourself I saw, little, right? it was yeah. a self portrait it was, I was like at home like this and right. I put a back, black background and I did it myself so. and I was and I was like preparing like I had this vast knowledge it's almost like how Quentin Tarantino studied like film by being in a VHS tape like you know rental video store, video store. Yeah. I was like in a record place yeah. you know what I mean I, yeah. I didn't work in a record store but I have all records you right. know like so um, that, that's sort of like how I transitioned into being a fan to being like inside the moment I realized that as I was buying now hip hop records because all my friends here in New York were all Hip hop dudes, sure. and, and and now in 1986, right. I'm starting to listen to things like you know Boogie Down Production and Eric B and Rakim, so. and I'm, I'm I'm getting introduced to that, and it was like a different sound, but I I love the rebellious part about it. Right. You know what I'm saying? I was more towards '87. I was more like a Clash fan. I was nice. more like a more more like a like that rebel attitude fan, and I think that kind of went through. Like hip hop, I, I, I was, you know what? Were you going to shows? I was going. I went to CBGBs like two times. Yeah. Um, and I was going to shows, and and then I was going to hip hop shows after that. Nice. Like I started going to with my friends, and uh, did you go to like? Yeah, the I went to I went to Cure shows too. I went so. to the Cure. I went to like I was I was into music. Yeah. Like music for me was everything, man. Well, eighty seven, eighty eight, eighty nine in New York it were just like uh, incredible. Time yeah. For music and I was like you know. 16, 17, 18, 19, you know what yeah, I mean? Like, I was like, pretty good. Yeah, man. Yeah. So once once I started realizing that and I started buying hip-hop records, 
I was like, man, I could do this, man. You right. know, I can, I can shoot this. You know, and I and I just had like affinity for, like, yeah, I can do this. I can do this. And and um, as I was studying photography and I got the photo lab, I started reading the liner notes on the on the hip hop records, and I'll be like, Rush Management. That's in Bleecker Street, right. Spring Street. That shit is right here. <laughs> right. It's around the corner. And Sony's five fifty Madison. That's right here. And this one is right there. And and I was like. You know, it it was like, you know, eureka moment where where I said to myself, I'm I'm going to send my work to these people, and and the art directors were always credited. Oh yeah. And I had a director and an address and I stamps and postcards. Oh, so yeah. I, ma- I mailed my photography to them and. And before you know it, they started hiring me, man. Incredible. <laughs> Just cold sending out. Just um, cold sending things. out, man. I, I think that because I most of my portfolio before I had any rappers, everyone looked like rappers. Uh-huh. Everyone everyone that I shot looked like rappers. You know, they were black Latino dudes. If it was a white dude from New York, he would look like a rapper too. Right. Like everybody was hooded down, Tim's. Like that was the look, right? Yeah. yeah. So um you know, it was all my friends that I took pictures of. Like I would be like the guy with the camera, and um, and I would do I would make postcards and send those postcards to to the um, to the record labels and to the magazines. And the first one that called me back was the Source. Nice, right? Yeah, the Who Source. Was the, um, the first one was House of Pain, man. Yeah, they gave me a House House of Pain. And well, who was the editor or the publisher back then? His name was uh, John Schechter. Oh, yes, the original. John yeah. Schechter, man. He gave me so much love, man. Yeah. And he was the first one. He was the first one. Oh. He's the first one to hire Danny Hastings, man. Wow. Yeah. And he was like, man, you know, I love your work. Peace. He put a peace sign. In the, and I think I still have that 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 postcard that, you know, like that he wrote me. Oh, he was dope. like, I'm going to hire you. I was like, oh, shit, he's going to hire me. He <laughs> called me the next week, man. Wow. And he was like. What you doing on Tuesday? I was like, yeah, I'm just whatever you want me to do. Because yeah. at that point, I was already like two years in the lab. I, as long as I finished my work, I could go and come back. Right, he was like, right. meet us here, that you're going to shoot House of Pain. I was like, House of Pain? What? <laughs> House of Pain was um, the number one. Yeah. Like, Jump Around was already popping. Okay, so it was the height of yeah, Jump Around. Yeah, it was like the white boys coming through. Right, you know right, what I'm saying? They right. were like, credible. It just, it just was crazy. Fight music, all this shit. And I was like, man, I'm there. So I went there. I met them. I took pictures of them. And uh, and I got paid $60, man. <laughs> and that shit to me was like $1,000. Right? <laughs> right? That experience you know must mean? have been insane. Yeah, you know, plus I only did it like in two hours. So I was like, well. So I mean, you brought your own camera and film and everything? Yeah. How'd that work? Yeah, yeah. I did everything myself. I didn't have much. I only have my uh, my Canon A1. There's nice. no room for Polaroids. Right. I did something very risky that at the time I don't think photographers were doing. I took a... You know the the on camera flash uh-huh. that that big ones that yeah. you know you put on top. I took it out and I bought a cable that you can connect to the camera. So all of a sudden, because I knew that that flash on camera means amateur, right? You know that's what uh, that's how amateurs shoot flashing camera, right? Gotcha. And yeah. and paparazzi, professional, right, right, paparazzi, right. right. Okay. I didn't want to do that. I want to have control of my lighting, so I bought this big ass cable. And 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 I and I made my own umbrella with like aluminum foil, ha, like nice. you know what I'm saying, right. reflector, 
And I took that shit with me, man. And those pictures came out beautiful, man. But so, I tested those. I tested that rig before. Okay. So I knew that a certain distance, it would be like 8.0 8. 8. or 5.6. You know what I'm saying? Like, so you already had the knowledge. I already, to, yeah, uh, exactly. So I already it. had tested that right. like a lot. Right. So when I went there, boom, I did it. And no Polaroid, no meter. Wow. Just distance oh. and math. That's yeah. it. You know, yeah. and, and instincts and, and stuff. Yeah, exactly. And uh, and I, I don't know, man. I just, you know, they they fucking love the pictures. Did and, you do um, any covers for the magazine? Yeah, I shot one cover for the source. What was that? I shot um, the Cypress Seals cover, which oh. was like the most different. It was like hand painted. Yeah. You know, it was like like all these like psychedelic look and I didn't yeah. get love after that after that um, after that I kind of like you know it was kind of weird because now I was like really shooting album covers right so you know a lot of the magazine photographers that's what they kind of strive for like because right. you know you will make like two three hundred dollars shooting the magazine right. you'll make like five thousand dollars shooting the album cover sure. you know what I mean it was right. like a different dynamic and I, I wasn't really you know, not that I needed it. I wasn't really welcome in the whole magazine circuit. Like nobody called me for jobs anymore. At that point, I was just like, I'm shooting album covers, man. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah. There was no, no, no point. In, like you start in magazines and you go to album covers. Yeah, definitely. There's no point for me to go back. And I really have a handful of of magazine work. Right. I don't really but have you made a, lot. a quick jump into album. Oh man, it was immediately. Yeah. Yeah. It was immediately, man, and. um Cause it's funny, cause now in your career you don't shoot, uh, you don't really shoot, right? I don't really shoot, man. I mean, I, I I'm shooting a little bit of stuff, but I'm shooting. I like to shoot actors uh-huh. and comedians, especially. <laughs> like, like I don't know. Do you mean like in studio portraiture type stuff? Or yeah, like studio portrait stuff. Like yeah. I, I don't really like shooting for the music industry anymore because it, it, you know, they they try to own everything. Right, right. You know, and the magazines pay so little. It's not like it's not really worth my time. Yeah. And then for me to get like the new, you know, I guess it would be nice to shoot Kendrick, but yeah. for me to get the new Kendrick, it, it's not where I want to go right now, right, right, you right. know, with my work. I think I'm maxed out in terms of like, really, like if Kendrick wants me to shoot his album cover, don't get me wrong, I'll sit down with the man and be like, let's do, yeah. let's, let's conceptualize this, you right, know what right. I mean? But I think that the look is different. Too, yeah. you know what I mean. Like I, I the last well, one that I it's changed, aesthetically right? it's changed, but I've changed too. Like I yeah. did the um the Bat meets Evil uh-huh. with M, right? That oh, yeah. looks nothing like my previous work, and I did um the Pretty Reckless, which yeah. uh, which Taylor Momsen, which is like a rock and roll album, and it was number one on Billboard, and it looks completely different from my work. So right. so from my previous work, so I've evolved, but. It's hard because these record labels really want to fucking own everything. Right. And, and I'm not really down to just be like, yeah. yeah, you know, especially for the money that they're paying. It's not right, really right. where I want to be right. with, with my career now. I'm really enjoying like doing my own original work. Video is yeah. big. 95% of my of my billing in business today is video, video right, work, right. which I love. Yeah, it's a natural it's, progression. It's, yeah, it is. It is. And I do a lot of advertising work. Right, right. A lot of advertising work. Like on a given day, I'll be shooting a burger. Right. <laughs> but those are, for like I mean, $10,000. You know what I mean? Saying, yeah, exactly. Like, so I mean, As you should. I mean, you can't. That's yeah. the thing, too. You you left a, an incredible legacy of work from just a kind of a window of this, like, the hip-hop kind of uh, history, the yeah. canon of these albums. 
and it's the era of the album. It's the too, era, man. Right? It's so. the golden. It was the golden era, and um, I did my part, and I love it. And um, you know, it's just like I look back at it, I did so much. Yeah. <laughs> you yeah. know, I'd love to um, talk about. A yeah, go ahead, man. Go ahead. This one is more of like almost an anomaly in it, but clips. Oh, I didn't. I didn't do this. This no, you're credited for. It, I'm though. credited for this. Yeah, no. Did you shoot this back then? No. I'm credited here. You must no, I did. I did. Um, you know what I did? I did the um, the EPK. I shot the EPK really? for this record. Yeah, interesting. Okay. Yeah, I shot the EPK. So I don't know if my credit is here. It shouldn't be here. Yeah, interesting. That was one where I was like, that I, that caught me by surprise. So yeah. I did. You know, there's no credit that I saw. So I thought maybe you had did this back. No, cover. yeah, no, no, I didn't do that. Because it doesn't necessarily, you know, with time yeah. it could have evolved. It could have evolved. Yeah. yeah. No, I shot the EPK for that. At this point, I was already shooting video, man. Right. So yeah, I know yeah. it's such a late one. What was like then, your latest? You know, the last kind of formal hip-hop album full-length album thing was it the Eminem stuff or? well the Eminem was recently the Eminem was in 2013 yeah, no so 2000 no 2000 Bami Tivo 15 14 yeah, I'd have to double check. Yeah, but yeah. I mean, was like 2014 or 15, something like that. It was so, like yeah. a couple of years ago. Yeah, quite current. Right? Yeah. That's, a diff- that's kind of different where you got pulled in. That's a project you can't say. Ah, oh, no. They called me, um, you know, Paul Rosenberg, man. He yeah. called me. I'm like, shit, yeah, let's go. Let's do this, right. Paul. Thank yeah, you. He's sure. a fan of my work. And, and I, I shot M when he was like, baby M. You right, know what I mean? Right. Like, yeah. the, before everyone, I shot the first record. Right. Um, I didn't do the cover. But I did do the cover because what happened was like the cover started getting a lot of flag because of he had like a, a woman in the trunk and all this shit. Oh, that's right. So it got like it got censored, you know. Mm-hmm. So and so then they relaunch the special EP cover with my cover on it, oh, and cool. it was like a blue one, yep. Slim Shady. Yep, yep. So I, I did the special edition cover, and I did the whole album inside. Um, and that and that was great, man. Eminem was like, I mean, so different from what he is now. Um, oh yeah, yeah. He was kind of like goofy and fun in terms of like, like his energy was young, you know. Yeah, yeah. His energy exactly. was young. This was like twenty years ago. And then and whatever. he was open to your ideas. Man, I, I wrapped a light in his head. I don't uh-huh. think he'll let me do that now. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I took one of those DJ tube lights oh, and right. I wrapped it in his head, and I was like, only source light. And he was like, he was like, damn, whatever, man. That's he was so cool. So. And like, but now it's like, it's like you have to go through management to deal with like what he thinks. You know, it's like a more, more. You know, and it's yeah, too yeah. good dealing with Paul is really like so cool. Um, uh, really, you know. Like everything I, they, you know, I, I pitch, they like, and, and, and I do, you know what I mean? Yeah. Because so, I really understand his music. I wish I could shoot more for, for some of my, you know, like those those clients. Yeah, but like I things have changed. Yeah, I mean, things have changed tremendously. Yeah. yeah. You know? Oh, I'd be remiss if we didn't spend some time just talking about oh, man, uh, Gangstar. Yes. Um, because it's not just Gangstar that you shot and three incredible albums I mean every album I'm a huge Gangstar fan as yeah, are many man. many many people, many people man. this um, is the foundation of hip hop yeah but you also shot speaking of yeah I mean you shot the, the foundation the Gangstar Gangsta foundation foundation yeah. because group home right group home I shot J. Rule and I shot uh, three Gangstar album covers right. so yeah. the group home's you know seminal debut yes um you know, J. Rue's debut album. Debut, uh, second album. Also, Wrath of Math and his later. Right, yeah, man, I shout out. Yeah, I, I'm. J. Rue's my friend. Yeah, shout out you to know J. what I mean? Yeah, shout out to J. Rue. He's my friend. He's my family, man. He, He's like, um, 
you know, yeah, we we stayed in touch. We 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 you know, we'll sit down, we we'll, we break some bread. You know yeah. what I mean? It's like it's like one of one of the you know true friends that I, I'll say like from this industry that. Jeru, uh, you know, remain somebody I, I remain close to. So, you he, know got, he was doing his uh, photography. And he's a photographer too, <laughs> you know. He sometimes gives me crazy, like, yo, D, I did it because you, man, you told me everything. Oh, uh, that's what's up. So, you know what I mean? But I didn't, you know, I, I can't rap, so I couldn't, you know, he did the opposite. <laughs> right. I couldn't go and, and rap now, so. But it all you know, started but he's a with very this talented record, photographer right? as well. It had to have started it all with, started with his record, yeah, man. So, gangs are hard to earn. I mean, uh, um, such an iconic thing, especially of an era where there was very little, um, manip- like uh, Photoshop wasn't in being used, right? So with no so, Photoshop, right? Man. So this, like the logo, the way I, I mean, I'm kind of bringing that up because the way the layout is with this kind of the handwritten title yeah, and no the Photoshop. classic sort of Gangstar um, logo. Yeah, these are all like EPS graphic files. Yeah, you know what I mean. That that were going on either. Cork Express or, you know, this was no Photoshop. There's no Photoshop here. Yeah. Um, so, okay. I so. was still very proud of not using Photoshop, even though in like 1995, 96, because I came from the whole darkroom ex- experiment. Sure. You know, and um, I tried to hold on as much as I could, uh, but just doing, you know, cross-processing. and. So this is another great example of cross-processed. Uh, yeah, this was a this was a combination of light and 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 the way tungsten film reacts with light. Like right. in a normal situation, if you shoot daylight film with tungsten film, uh-huh. um, everything turns. Um, I'm sorry. In a normal situation, if you use daylight film and tungsten light, yes, everything turns orange. Right. Right. So. When you cross process that orange is even like even more exaggerated. Yeah, because this know? doesn't look orange, although yeah. it looks red, but it yeah. looks it has like a color all of its own. Right. And on top of that, I printed this in color paper. Dope. So okay. um so then there's like a, like a whole nother level of red on yeah, top of it, right. you know. Um so so all of these experiments will lead to, you know, something unique man I didn't just want to shoot like and then photographers were doing such like like because at school they teach you like white balance and you know proper aperture you know what I mean and all this stuff and like you know when you come to the creative records you know you 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 don't want to do that you don't nothing look nothing should look normal (laughs) you know what I mean exactly nothing I don't think none of my covers look why balanced? <laughs> no, not at all. What's the story with the back of Hard to Earn? So, do you remember? This looks like it's actually not shot far from here, where we are right now. Yeah, we saying. no, that was shot in like Norfolk. You know, um, I was one oh, of the work. first people Norfolk Street. Oh, okay, gotcha. uh, you know that the Lenin the Lenin statue was over here, oh, but wow, yeah. but but I was before that it was put. But you know that building with the Lenin statue yeah. was, which actually got taken out like a few yeah. few months ago. Right. Um, but uh, yeah, this is like the it's a playground. Angel, right? yeah, it's right across the street from the Angel Aaronson's Foundation. Okay, it's like that synagogue that everybody shoots at. Uh huh. Yeah, I was one of the first ones to shoot there, man. Oh, really? Yeah. How and did you source it out? Um, I shot the Wu Tang there. Wow. Okay. I shot the Wu Tang there, and um, when Riza said, um, "I want like a monastery looking thing," I started like. You know, going into different places, and I passed by there, and I saw, and I just went in. That place was falling apart. Really? Then. Yeah. 
and um, <laughs> I rented that shit for like 500 bucks. Dope. And today it's like $10,000 no to way, rent man. that. Yeah, oh, man. Wow, you can't so rent great. that for it. Like, dude, for one day they charge you like 10 stacks, man. Wow. It's crazy. You got in there then. Oh, hell yeah. yeah. And, but, but then, you know, you were like at your own risk because that shit was really falling apart. Right. And that's where I shot that. You see that? That's this. So, wow. So that's something people yeah. probably would not, you know, think yeah, that's is the, the inside. I mean, so hard to earn and 36 chambers. We shot in the same, same steps. Right. In the same, this is the same, this is the column right here. This column is this column. Yeah. And Incredible. this column right here is this column right here. So <laughs> right. they're sitting, so they're sitting in the steps, basically. I see. You see the yes. steps? That's yeah. where they're sitting. Wow. In the same place. I shot a few covers there, actually. I mean, you would never, ever, ever think unless it that was, was my studio, to you. man. That yeah. was like my studio. That was like I, I love that. How did um, Guru and Premiere like this when you showed them? They the loved it. I mean, Guru was very um, like animate about, well, um, very like stern about like making sure that Primo would be on the front. Right. He was like before. Like, nah, man. Like, and, and every time I'll gravitate to was shooting, like, because, you know, rappers are like the stars, right? So sure. it's like, no, nah, man, I told you, make sure that Primo is on the front. Right. You know what I mean? And he wanted to make sure that Primo got, like, equal play because he was like, look, man, when you make a song, it's, you know, half of the song is the rapper, half of the song is the producer. Right. Yeah, the Especially DJ. Gangstar. Exactly. And then the DJ's always being in the back. Right. And I don't want that. Right. You know, I want him. Primo was like, yo, all right, cool. So he was like, you know, I, I, I think throughout all the records, this is where, where I really saw the brotherhood yes. of these two. Um, real vivid, real mm-hmm. more than mm-hmm. any in any of the other other um, jobs. I think I think through Moment of Truth, I, I, I caught that a little bit too. Yeah. Like, but it was like... It was trying to change. More. Yeah, it's trying to change, right. yeah. But like this right here, man, these guys were brothers, man. It, it was really beautiful to see. Like, well, they were roommates at some point in time too, right? Yeah. Did they live together during this period of time? Was it I, more like... I can't remember right. or, you know, attest to that. But, right, right. But like, you know, even in this picture, look, Guru's in the back. Yeah, I love that. The you back know what I'm saying? Yeah, like he's even playing in the, the back picture, pretty he's like, hard. Yeah. He's like, nah, yeah, I want to be in the back. This is me in the back. Like, this is, um, you know, let's put the crew in the front. Yeah, and, so dope. Yeah, man. You know, and and um, and that's a quiet J Ru right here. Look at J Ru. Very stoic. Yeah, man. J Ru was like, "Yeah, I'm about to fuck shit up with everybody right, right. now." He hasn't really, he hasn't come yeah, out. Yeah, he hasn't he just come had out. Yeah, 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 yeah. I love J Ru, man. He's the man. Yeah. And um, so, how was Guru in general? I think every time I met with Guru, he was like a science guy. You know, what I mean? very okay. smart, very intelligent man. This guy was like. He's a genius, man. He's a scholar. Like, every time he spoke, he was like, wow, man, you know, you kind of want to be like him type of thing, right. you know? Like, all the way up until the solar situation, you know what I mean? Right. Where, 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 where he really took a turn to, like, you know, some dark, like, just era or, or you know, area or something. Like, I don't know what the fuck happened to him, right, you right. know? I think, yeah, that was, but, that was but the even, consensus back then. Yeah, man, even, even, like, even one time, like, Back then, even even the first time he, my wife met met Guru, he was like, "Oh man, he's such a great guy!" Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, right. he was always had like that human sort of. Uh, everybody liked him, man. All the you know, and then 
And then she turned to the fucking dark, man. I don't know what what the fuck happened. Right. Even even my last interaction with him was not really that positive. Okay. Because I um after the three records and after Gangsta Foundation and everything, um, you know. Hey man, you know Primo will call me tomorrow and tell me like, "Yo, D, I, I need you to shoot my kids' graduation." I'll fucking do it. Yeah, hell yeah. you know what I mean. Right, like right. I will do it. Like so. this is the type of like that's how like you know the, these brothers like looked out for me. Right. You know what I'm saying? And when it came turn for Guru to be like, "Yo, D, I need you to help me out with this. I'm doing my own solo thing. Primo is no, we're not doing that." I was like surprised. But I was like, yo, fuck it, you know, like, I, I'll help you out, whatever you need, you know? So he was coming out with a record, and, you know, to, to, to like, long story short, you know, after I agreed with him, he was like, no, well, like, Solar came into the picture, he was like, no, I'm 50% partner with this, da-da-da, you gotta do what, I'm, what I say. I was like, well, mm. I, I kind of agree with Guru what we're gonna do. He's like, no, fuck that, we're not gonna do that, we're gonna do this, da-da-da. And when I, when I get, went to Guru, like, yo, man, I don't really think we should we should do that. Like, I think that concept is played out. He was like, oh, man, how you disrespect my partner like that? Right, right, right. And then she yeah. got, like, real interesting, man. Do you remember what the like, concept was? Or should yeah, we I can really tell you what the concept <laughs> I mean, was. That shit was horrible. <laughs> you know, they okay. made me do this, like, um, Matrix okay. idea, right? right? Yeah. Yeah, man. And, and, you know, when I heard new music, I was like, oh, man, you could do this. I, I was going more of a... Of a Roman Roman Coliseum sort of like emperor look with Guru's knowledge, knowing his trajectory, and right. and you know what I'm saying. I was going deep with the shit, you know, like. And then this dude was like, "Nah, man, Guru's not gonna do that. We're gonna do the Matrix." I'm like, "What? <laughs> I mean, this is like the Matrix is already like three years old, four years old." I'm like, "Dude, right, dude." Right. He was like, "Nah, we're gonna do this." I was like. I was like, man, I told Guru not to do it. Guru was like, don't disrespect my partner. I was like, all right, fuck it, man. If you Guru, that's what Guru wants, I'm going to do it. So, you know, we put Guru in a leather jacket. And you're shaking your head like this is going to (laughs) go so wrong. This might be a picture outside there. And some some of you will Google this shit. Yeah. So he was like in a leather jacket, like Morpheus, with 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 the glasses and everything. And I threw the whole shit. I was like, oh, my God, man. So I'm chilling in it. On one hand, he's got a sword, like, looking like, you know, the samurai. And on the other hand, he got... This is all art directed by Solar. Sure. Sounds like... He's telling me what to do. And on the other hand, it's like a dove, right? And the dove is flying. And then then now the the green background with all that little elements of, like... You know, all these little elements of the Matrix, you know, those little digital, oh, yeah. like, the tears, whatever, oh, yeah. whatever you call them. And then with all signs of religions and all this stuff and Matrix. And then when we finish, it was like, you see, D, that's what I'm talking about. Oh it's God. like awesome. Da, 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 da. You killed it. I was like, oh, shit, man. Whatever. All right. I mean, as long as he's happy. Right. You know, and um, yo, man, they released the cover. And Guru calls me back, pissed off, man. He was like, yo, you fucked up. You fucked up the cover. I gave you the chance and you're doing me like this. I'm uh-huh. like, what? I thought you guys were happy. Right. He was like, look what they did to my website. Yo, <laughs> I go into the website and 
and apparently <laughs> they hacked this shit right and somebody probably from you know they weren't really liked anymore you know what I mean so yeah, somebody yeah. they had enemies now right right so somebody from the other camp they fucking took the 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 the, 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 the cover and they put the face of Bruce Willis <laughs> in his in his face and they put a lemonade on, on one side like a beer uh-huh. and then and then they put lemonade was a popular drink and still is I get more props and stunned the Bruce Willis and they uploaded the shit back into the website and <laughs> locked the website so they couldn't even take the, that shit down <laughs> and he wow. was livid he, so, he told me I lost it he told me uh, I, I'm not a photographer like I, I'm not I don't have the edge anymore I went corporate all this shit I was like you know what you're right let's meet up in 23rd we will fix it and when we met up I gave him the money back Wow. Yeah, I was like, yo, here's your money, bro. That's I don't want to work with you, man. Right. Yeah. You know, you work with your man, do what you want to do, but I don't want to work with you. And I walk away. He was right. like, no, don't do this. Don't do this. I was like, I don't want to work with you anymore. Yeah. You know, and, and I, I felt like I, you know, at that point, I was there too, like, yo, this man helped me, you know, like, I ate, I ate because of him. You know what I'm saying? Because sure. of Premier. You know what I'm saying? Like, I did six records with them. I know. Six you know what I'm saying? People like, yeah. Like love, so I'm like, you know? dude, I'm indebted to these dudes. Yeah. Like, whatever you guys need. But, but then he, he did me like that. I was like, you know, I knew that there was, there was some sort of darkness going on right. there. And then it showed and proved, like, everything that has come out and flourished after that. Yeah. 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 I think that, like, the diehard fans, I mean, myself included, too, it's like, you kind of at this stage turn a you know a blind eye to that era of of his work you know as an artist because it was such a it was such a low period compared to Gangstar you know and it's like how can you I mean Premier's a producer you know that has been people have tried to emulate his sound countless times (laughs) and you got a guy that's not even good at doing that too yeah and that he uh, clearly like took advantage of of of, of this. Yeah, guy, he did. Yeah, you know? absolutely. But he was in a place where he he needed exactly. help and stuff too. Exactly. Like I was sitting with them, and then you know he said like I saved Guru's life, and then Guru attested that like yeah he saved my life. If it wasn't for him, I wouldn't be alive. And I was like, no, you saved your life. Like nobody saves your life. Nobody right. takes you out from that place unless you want to. Right, right. You know what I mean? You can't give somebody that much credit, and he, you know he gave him the credit. You know, and I was just like, there's something going on here. I don't know what it is. I can't point it out. I can't even speak about it. Right. It was just a couple of meetings. You know what I mean? So, but there was something there. And, and yeah, Guru was in a really sort of like vulnerable right, right. times, you know. And here comes a master manipulator comes in. And then here you got like destroy somebody's whole legacy, man. You know, right, right. I know. It's like, it is horrible. And it's like... a you know that happens it's like kind of a classic kind of rock and roll Hollywood kind of story yeah you never think it would happen to someone that like you know created these all these like kind of master hip hop masterpieces too you know it was like yeah. kind of like a role model for so many people growing up too yeah it's, and you know like shit Primo was probably heartbroken you know what I'm saying like you certainly think so you're like your best friend your your brother you right. know what I'm saying like you can't do nothing for your brother like that like because you know, you get in. I mean, I only got a little bit of it, like tiny, right, minuscule right. in comparison to like what they probably received. Right, you know right. what I'm saying? Like, I'm, I'm an really, I'm an outsider. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Exactly. You're just capturing you know? these moments in time. And here's too, this right. man telling me that I didn't, you know, 
I went soft, I went corporate, I didn't do it with love, da da da. Meanwhile, I follow every single direction, right? You know, directly from the art director that was solar, you know right, what I'm saying? Right. And then I'm, you know, it's my fault. Fuck out of here, man. Right, you know what right. I mean? Like, so I already saw something was going to happen and I didn't want to be part of it. I gave him back his money. Yeah. I was like, boom, here's your money, man. I don't want it. Right. <laughs> you know? Yeah, that's the thing, too. I mean, in your career, too, it's like, especially the period of time that you worked, like, in hip-hop. I know I kind of touched on this a little bit, um, but just the kind of cast of characters that you've worked with over the years. Like, yeah. some, you know, pretty insane people, too. I mean, like, you know, intense, artistic, you know, there's a lot of money at stake. You know, at yeah. that time, a lot of people were making a lot of money, spending a lot of money. Um, you know... Uh, hey, but I got to be honest with you, man. I never had a problem, man. I mean, that was probably, you know, really like that. I never had a problem, man. Like, I, I think I, I'm proud of myself that I always delivered. Right. You know what I'm saying? There was never a moment where I shot something and it was like, you didn't nail Like, I fucking nailed it, bro. <laughs> like, I don't know. I was like, yeah. you know, I step in and I do it. Like, until it's getting, until like. You know, and I and I know how to remove myself too. Like if right. if I was really going home about something, and you know the artist wanted something else, I we work together. It's a collaboration. You know, yeah, it's not yeah. just it's not just me. You know, it's like we we work together on this, and um, you know, yeah, man. I I it was it was smooth sailing, man. But I, I think That's that amazing. yeah, but I think because I came with like also that attitude. You know, like right. I came like open book excited about the opportunity you know what i mean I, I didn't i didn't judge anybody you know what i'm saying I, I and i and i think like you know they also saw me like i came from the struggle i came from humble beginnings you know what i mean mm -hmm. i i didn't come from like you know silver spoon you know what i mean i did everything on my own and i i put on people too and i and i think that's that's why i'm still working till today you know what i mean like yeah, i never no stop you yeah, know yeah yeah, I mean, in that even like you know the fact that you did the thing at at, at um, Brandon's record store, um, yeah. you know, it's just like a cool, you know, you, you know, some photographers can then become filmmakers and then kind of be like, you know, fuck like that whole scene is just my past, uh, you know, that you like, you know, another photographer I spoke to recently on the podcast was B plus. Brian oh, Fox. that's my man. Yeah, and you and Chancleta, man. He came with Chancletas. You know what I'm saying? Yes, he did. Yeah. <laughs> The Shout out to Chancletas, man. <laughs> Yo, the only dude with sandals on in New Yo, York City. He got pretty feet, though. No homo. He got pretty feet. <laughs> he can get away with it. <laughs> no, nah, it's just that, like you guys have both have like an exhaustive amount of work in hip hop, too. And it's uh, um, and because I think a lot of it is that people clearly have enjoyed working with you guys. Too. Yeah, Down man. I, we work uh, together, too, man. Like, really? Yeah, we work together. He hired me for a few covers of rap pages, and, and oh, he's wow. like, He's like a true artist, man. Yes. He's like, that man is like genius and uh, so cool, so down to earth. I think we kind of got like a similar sort of approach yeah. to things, you know what I mean? Like, there's no egos, like, you know, like that. Um, it's, not necess it's not necessary, you know what I mean? Um, yeah, you, but it's funny, you got stylistically, if, like, if you look at a lot of those covers, you, you have a, uh, an aesthetic, and he does too. His, I think he plays with like foreground and background like yeah. really strongly. You're, you have this, and this is just from my perspective. I mean, I could be completely, it's all subjective to, to opinion. But Your I use think, of colors is like an intense kind of contribution to these. But I think what happens is that he, he came from a journalist 
point of, of yeah. view. You know what I mean? Yeah. When you do journal, that's why my stuff also kind of didn't work with magazines because, yeah, like, man. you know, they they're doing journalistic type of editorial work, which, you know, I was just like, kind of like. Salvador Dali doing this stuff right, you know right, what I mean yeah. like I would just do concert. I mean it was just weird shit sometimes that I would come yeah. up with and he looks good for a record yeah you know yeah. but for for a magazine that would be like why are you doing this yeah, so yeah, so his yeah, approach yeah. I think is more more journalistic which I also like admire because well that's an art too yeah man like I couldn't do like you sent me you sent me to capture like I, I, I wouldn't be able to do journalistic work right because I get too involved like if I, I wouldn't be able to like shoot a conflict because I'll probably pick a side you know what I mean like you know like I get too emotionally involved in this stuff so I I found and that's why we're different you know like like I really did the album cover thing yeah yeah you know yeah that's incredible well before we wrap I'd love to maybe run down some really quick takes on stuff and let me pull this up real quick let me check my phone yeah um well you know to me like I look back at like your body of work and I think since uh uh, you know, meeting meeting you, I maybe revisit a lot of stuff, and it just uh, I think folks that are going to listen to this conversation too are going to be yeah. able to go back and really see what an incredible, specifically to hip hop. Now, uh, obviously, you you have your own life and you've done a whole lot of other stuff, but mm-hmm. in the genre of hip hop, during uh, you know what would many people consider like the golden era for for some, you know, uh, there's just like this un believable body of work of mm-hmm. full length albums and whole campaigns like with singles and everything around yeah. <laughs> it's just it's incredible man to look back I mean um, I I think it's dope I appreciate your time you. doing it and just, you, the, and just your contributions I know back in the day when I was I was like that young I mean I'm 38 so mm-hmm. I mean I was a teenager when a lot of this stuff was coming out and, and I, would, I spent a lot of time with some of those albums yeah just looking at the cover and that would be the trigger for the imagination when you're listening mm-hmm. to to songs and shit like especially like hard to earn you know there's it's like you know i think it's incredible that th- you're the dude that did all that work too, yeah so. i think i think essentially i kind of i kind of did for you guys what what um the other photographers and artists that develop you know groups like the police and you know album covers for the police or rush they, they for, for sure. me for sure you know so Absolutely. for me to like hear that it's almost like some kind of like a dream come true because it's like i i did for somebody what what, what happened to me and recently you know i met Jeanette beckman mm-hmm. um who shot two album covers of the police yeah that i had when i was a teenager right. you know what i mean so i told her this story i was like dude you you inspired so much like you know, some of uh, she shot Outlanders, the Moor, and Senjata Mandara. Wow! Right? Yeah. And I had those records as a teenager, <laughs> and I did that. Uh, and, and and then recently, I was like, oh, she shot this. You know, oh, so it, it's um, it all goes like I mean, I don't know. I think I've been doing everything that I've been doing. I've been doing since I was a a, a teenager, man. Taking pictures, you know, writing, developing. Uh, filming yeah and uh you know you you stay young man you said like you know you're doing music you're doing this like it there's something there that keeps you creative yeah and for sure. and, and to hear stories like that it's just you know now i gotta put this book together is what yes, i gotta sir. do yeah, but absolutely yeah, yeah i'm putting it together man it's it's been you know it's it it's a i think it's a life you know job to you know get it done you know for sure and uh it's a lot of work dude i got like 
over 40,000 negatives. And, wow. um, but the good thing is, like, I don't have to print them anymore. I have a real good scanner, so I'm scanning yeah. them in the images, put it in the computer, and... and um, There's a lot of stories there. Yeah, know? man. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, um, yeah, man. Thank you, man. And I want to yeah, tell so. the listeners, man, if you want to purchase a, a print, you know, one of these nice. originals, yes. uh, hit me at dannyhastings.com. Oh. Um, and then Danny Hastings all across the board, like Twitter, uh, Instagram, um, Facebook, and you go to dannyhastings.com, there's going to be a link in there that I'm selling prints. Yeah, dope. And cool. thank you for... Uh, for my yeah, man, your, an your boy man. got uh, uh, 36 chambers signed. Yeah. Yes. You should put, it, you should put the picture on the po- podcast if you can. I will. <laughs> uh, absolutely. Cool. Good looking thank out, man. Thank you. Thank you, bro. Right. Thank you so much, man. Yeah. Wow. Yo, I want to send a shout out to Danny Hastings doing the show, The House List. That's what you've been tuned into. Please subscribe. Hit us on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher app, wherever you listen to podcasts, you can find us. Spread the word. Um, and I wanted to say this little thing, too. The way I met Danny, too, was uh, was pretty interesting. So my friend Brandon Perry, who I've known for a long time here in New York, uh, we've both been living here for years and years. He has um, a great, great record store in Ridgewood, Queens, right by Bushwick, uh, called Deep Cuts Record Store. So he was, Danny kind of lives close to that area. So um, earlier in the summer, they were doing a photo show for uh, Danny, who's selling some prints. And Brandon asked me to come and, and DJ, and it was like a backyard barbecue kind of jump off. My man Prince from Power Roll came by. Uh, we had a ball. It was super fun. And that's how I kind of connected with him. And I played a bunch of records from the albums that he shot, you know, as a photographer. And so I wanted to basically let heads know out there, if you come into New York, one, if you're a New Yorker and you haven't already peeped out Brandon's shop, Deep Cuts Record Store. Um, it's Ridgewood, you know, Flushing. Find it. It's on Facebook. It's uh, very easy to find, close to the train. Um, and I've been there a handful of times. It's dope. They got great used stuff, new stuff, tapes. Um, he's a, an incredible collector. Uh, so tell him the house list and Peter Agassin sent you. Go to Deep Cuts and uh, spend some money on an independently run and operated record store from a cool dude. Uh, and don't forget to hit up DannyHastingsPhotography.com. Get you guys a print. Just in time for the holiday season. There's an amazing array of artists that he shot get a print get a print for your dad uh or your mom you know brother sister girlfriend boyfriend whatever you know uh the homie so yeah do that keep uh listening to the podcast every episode is edited and engineered by cj stewart my name is peter Agustin. thank you again so much for tuning in this was a great one i hope you guys enjoyed it as much as i did having a conversation with danny peace y'all i'll catch you guys on the next one